Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, one and all. This is Bucket Bites, a show where we talk about what we are watching this week in anime. Today, I'm joined by my co-host, the oddly non-magical, magically average, and Silver Lobo, sometimes Sensei. Please be warned, we will be talking about the finales of Spring 2021 anime, so please, I, I cannot stress this enough, spoilers ahead. If you haven't watched any of the shows, go back, watch them, skip this episode, whatever you need to do. Uh... Lobo, we're going to start with you. How the hell do you feel about the end of spring 2021? Uh, well, they started out strong, you know? That's all I got. Yep. So it's, 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 God. Yeah. Really? Like, those those, those Snow White notes, man, I loved it. And then it ended. I'm like, man, that was an ending. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this show's pretty interesting. This is this is really good. And then it's just like, okay, well, you're sort of losing me here. And at the very end, I'm like, well, all right, I guess that's an ending. Sure. You called it. I did. You called who I we was, ended up with. I. Yeah, it was fine. <laughs> it was basically, I won't stick my dick in you until you're an adult. Or love you or whatever. I don't know. Nailed it. The face you're giving me. After a few years. The face years. you're giving me, Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> what oh, in no. the goddamn? So okay, just to wrap these so up real quickly. Yeah. Uh, Higahiro, yeah, yeah, Higahiro. Uh, last time I think we talked about it, they were heading to her town to speak with her mother. Uh, the entire thing was a trip there. They had a bunch of like things of like. Uh, talking on a rooftop at the school about the trauma she went through, hanging out together, going shopping, all these different things. Finally get home and a huge confrontation I have with the mother. First thing she does is slap the shit out of her. Uh, the mother slapped the shit out of, of, of uh, Sayu. 
and they had a long conversation. Arguments were had, and eventually ended up with them ending in good terms and everything kind of wrapping itself up happily ever after type shit. Uh, as as main guy is heading on a plane back home, they have this like this kind of final goodbyes slash see you in a few years type thing. And he basically left it open to, we'll see how things go when you're older. And then it ended with her waiting for him years later at the same spot where they first met. And then that's, that's just how the show ended. And it was, it was okay. And that's, that's, that's it. Those Snow White notes is kind of the same thing. You know, it showed him playing, showed the other guys playing. And it was kind of all over the place with his, his performance where he was trying to imitate his grandfather. And then he was being himself like his grandfather wanted him to be since the first or second episode we found that out. And it turns out because he was all over the place and didn't know what he wanted to sound like, even though people who don't aren't professionals loved what he played, the professionals with a trained ear are like, this guy is all over the place. So we're going to have to dock him points for this. And that means he did not get first. He got like, what, fourth or something like that? He got third. Yeah. Yeah. So he lost and he was upset by this. And it kind of just ended there with him being upset that he lost. Well, and that was there's a little a, more to it than, than yeah, that, but yeah. yeah, it just it's there's. I feel like we he we got a different side of him at the very end. Like he was the entire time. He's like he has no interest in competition at all. He doesn't care. He plays for himself, really. And then he does his first competition, and he's crying outside because he lost. And I'm kind of like, what the fuck? Even his buddy from the first episode, uh, the musician, he showed up for this event, and he's just like, oh, he's crying. This guy's a loser, and he just leaves. I'm like, oh, my God. Damn, dude. But yes, the Snow White notes. Yeah. Amazing story throughout until like the ending. And then I'm that's where it, it lost me. Hopefully there's another so, season where they wrap things up and we get more of the story. But like, I, I just have to hope for a second season to kind of regain my interest in this. Yeah, but there there is just like a little bit more that explains why he was so sad and bent. Well, not sad and bent out of shape, but like. After he loses, he's sad, and then he's approached by his dad, who's like, yeah, I expected this to happen, now you better take over the fucking, like, studio that I have, and he was like, no, I don't want to, dad, and then, like, the pro musician who was tagging along with his dad was like, yeah, you were all over the place, you still need to figure out your fucking thing and perfect it, and good luck with that kid, and then he goes home, he doesn't eat, and then, like, at the very end of it, he, like, reaches for his, like, instrument as if he's, you know, gonna try and find his own voice, but, or his own sound. That, that was, like, well, the it for, that's like, my, that was the end, but it's... That's not even just the issue, great. because he found his sound. We know what it is now. It's just that everyone's telling him what to do and who to be, and the moment he actually figures who he is by himself, everyone's still telling him what to do and who to be. And it's just like, 
I get where he's at, but like I feel like they didn't nail how to convey that really. I think there could have been more done yeah. with it, like more exposition with other characters or even like uh fleshing out some of those scenes, but it's still just it felt like it came out of nowhere for him, really. That's true. It didn't seem like what his character would be from what we've learned about this character for the past, you know, season. Yeah. So, yeah, I get it. It's it just... I agree that the ending was not great. I was just trying to give a little more context. True. Yeah, yeah. Fair. But, but yeah, that's, that's, that's moving it on. for me. Oh. Yeah. Um, next up, Average, Magically. Yep. What, what Magically Average shows did you watch? This was not even average this was beyond subpar but 300 years uh finally ended thank the almighty devil for finally ending my suffering basically the final you episode do realize you could just not watch the yeah, show dude, i was so far into it at this point like i had to just continue on like it the i had to meet all the characters and we do. That's the final episode. I'm not kidding. The final episode is there's a festival in town. They make a cafe at their house. And it's a combination of all the characters that have been currently living in the home, plus all of the random characters you meet for like a split second in the previous episodes, all regroup for a big reunion. Hoopla, hooray. This cafe was so successful. And the episode ends with a knock on the door and then being like, who is it? We don't know. Find out next season. And I'm like, I could give two shits about who the hell shows up with this harem of girls that not accomplish nothing, no theme, no overlying like message where you can feel good at the end. It's just good God. They've met so many characters and I could give two shits about any of them. The end <laughs> on the flip side though, pretty tell boy me, detective tell club. Me, tell me how you really feel. <laughs> tell me how you really feel. <laughs> well, but anyways, continue. luckily on the flip side, the Pretty Boy Detective Club ending was fantastic. So this was the show that I uh, had been talking with Lobo about the last two weeks when you deserted us. Thanks, Frank. I uh, did not desert you, but, mm, you know, it is what it desertion, is. Desertion, going on vacation, it's the same thing, pretty much. Anyway. The show was better when I was running I know, it. No, but anyway. Uh, uh, God damn I'm not going to voice my opinion on this point uh, when we're talking all together. The show was better anyway. when you were running it, yet you didn't upload the other episode. Anywho. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Pretty Boy Detective Club... We get our ending, and it's a combination of wrapping up the mystery, which is actually very intriguing at this point, and it's it wraps up really nicely. It's the first time there's been actual closure that you feel good about with a mystery. And then also it hits on this whole underlying story that they've been developing the last two episodes, too. So we find out on the previous episode that the person driving the car who hit the vice president and attempted to hit our main character is the essentially the front runner to become student council president this nobody kid kind of blends in with the crowd he's the person who's on the attack and then this episode it starts off really heavy where our main character is essentially like afraid to even step outside it's like this is real life now realizing that you know death is actually coming for her it's been like someone's attempted to take her life. Like this is not just playtime anymore. This is real. And it also causes the rest of the boys in the detective club to reflect on like, you know, what implications are going to happen if they continue on with this push to have her become the student council president. Cause she's already had her 
a threat to her life once in a very visceral way, like what next? Like it could be in fact death. And we actually see the first time the, the president of the detective club actually go, you know what? I think it's time that I actually stop fooling around. Like this is all just child's play. Like this is, we're dealing with real life stuff here. And this is just a club for us to be boys and, you know, goof around. And it's like, you have that moment as a viewer of like, holy shit, are they actually disbanding? Like, is this it? Is this what it's come down to? Because you get these hints the last two episodes, like things are changing with the school because the current student council president's graduating. Like there's this whole thing with having this new curriculum come in where you kind of get the feeling like any sort of characters that are outside of the norm are going to be sort of shoved off and they want to start creating more normal I guess average citizens so the detective club was going to be way outside that so that was going to be gone like all these underlying messages and it finally comes out from the group they're like yeah this is you've already had your life almost taken from you we're probably just going to end things here and it was like a holy shit moment like it could all be ending and then our main character actually steps up she goes you know what no I'm not a side character in this detective club. I am a member of the detective club. We are not disbanding. This is not how we end. We are pretty. We are boys. And by all, and at the very top, we are detectives too. So we're solving this together. We are finishing what we started. And then you see the president go, I'm sorry. I snapped there for a second. You're right. Beauty. And you're like, okay, it's back to normal. All right. So the episode moves on. We already know who the culprit is, and we get this very disturbing scene when elections happen, where our the 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 villain of the of the of the episode actually confronts our our main character and explains like why he tried to kill her and why he ran over the vice president, and it's a very disturbing scene. The art takes a really weird turn. It becomes like almost like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure style art, like super like out of the norm very kind of creepy it makes your like you're so it's jarring seeing this transition from the normal art style to this style and you dive deeper into his reasonings and he's like well you know my whole plan was to be boring and normal so that way you didn't notice me so i could do all these things the whole reason i aimed for you and the vice president and not everyone is because they're boring and usual as well you two stand out you two go against the norm like, the whole reason that everyone's going to elect me is because they want someone who's normal and doesn't stand out and doesn't make them feel inferior. That's where you're going to lose. And she just kind of stands her ground, holds true, and then the ending of the episode is the uh, the president of the detective club giving this immaculate speech. And then she wins. And they find out that the, the student who is the culprit and running for president He's actually not even a, a student at the school. He's potentially an assassin from another school. So, but it's great too because they end it. They, it's just a little blip. They're like, mm, by the way, he's not a student. He's probably an assassin. But regardless, congratulations for winning. And I'm like, wait, hang on. Did <laughs> like did my brain just skip? Did we just bypass the whole assassin thing? But no, it's a great ending. I, I, I'm really happy with the fact that it they it stayed true to the formula about how they solve the mystery that again it's not like the mystery itself but it's the manner in which they solve it but this time it actually felt like a true resolution 
and a great way to wrap up both the the season and then also this sort of underlying story that they've just been slowly building each episode. So fantastic ending. Um, I'm I don't know if there's going to be a second season. I have no clue. I don't know where the source material's at or if they've confirmed it or not. But uh, regardless, highly suggest watching it at least because it is a fairly fantastic show for the art alone, too. I mean, I've been talking about the art from the beginning. It's stellar. So mine were pretty good. Sorry, Lobo. Sorry, yours were kind of poopy butthole to end the season with, but... I, I I have three episodes of that show left, and I, I'm going to watch them. I tried watching them last night, and I was like, wait, I don't think I finished the episode before. Sure shit, I had fallen asleep <laughs> during, like, midway through the other episode, so I finished that one. I was like, okay, cool. Let's move on to the next arc. And I nearly fell asleep. I was like, okay, never mind. Maybe not tonight. That is fucking bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, but I'm glad it's more like of a detective esque arc than it is like what, like, here's the mystery, here's how we solve it, or here's our hypothesis, and here's the explanation. Yeah. When I, I said this when the first episode, two episodes ago now, when this, the last mystery first started, was that it was a whole different vibe because it was a, it was like a hit and run which feels more real than some of their other mysteries, like the the star that went missing, the underground casino, like all of these were super over-the-top crazy. Like this was like, again, real life. Like it's it's could happen to like anyone. And it, it just kind of throws you off from the start. And then you kind of see as, as from episode to episode as it progresses, like just how impactful both the mystery is, but then also what the the consequences of them going through the process of trying to solve it has to do like has on each member of the detective club so it's it's set up perfectly it's like a total 180 from the previous mysteries just how it's set up the mysteries itself and then the resolution but again they're sticking to that formula which you know it makes it feel like it's a true ending to the season well that's good um also to answer your question they have five volumes of manga, which is not a lot, but they have 12 novels. And it looks like from where the... I don't know where the show ends because they only have the first three novels translated, but the third novel is The Pretty Boy in the Attic, which was like midway through the season. So they have probably, possibly enough info to do a season two if not like maybe wait a, a year yeah. and do a season two so they've they've got time they've got enough and honestly too but, the way it ended i think is is great i i think yeah. if it was just capped at one season i think i would be pleasantly i would if it's i'd be pleasantly surprised if they go to season two but i would be very pleased if it stops here just based on how it ended and, and obviously knowing what's in the future for the club too yeah, but I so I have a few shows that I want to talk about, but basically it's just going to be you and me, uh, average talking about these two shows. Let's let's shows that we don't want to end. Let's can let's talk real quick if I can fucking find my damn words. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Nagatoro real quick because like the past few weeks or that I had been on the show and we talked about it, it was kind of just 
same thing over and over and over again. This is wholesome. This is wholesome. This is wholesome. Oh, this is nice. Yeah. The last arc is genuinely a little like different because it's actually finally got a plot. Yeah. I mean, we we get like a mini mini arc, I guess, with a school festival. Yeah. Like, we finally get some conflict in a plot rather than just, like, teasing in situations, etc. So it's like, okay, this is a nice turn. Let's just hope they can nail the landing. And they do. It's phenomenal. Perfectly. It's, again, more wholesome. Yeah, it's more wholesomeness that we expect, or not expected, but we got throughout the rest of the season. But basically, the president of, like, th- this main character, Senpai, I, I still need to look up his fucking name. I don't know. I, I have I the manga, and I still don't know his name. <laughs> yeah. Anywho, Senpai, he is, like, throughout this entire show, in the art club, all by himself, the entire time, and the three, no, four girls at this point, have been just kind of joining him in the art room, dicking around, and one day... Senpai just hears footsteps and is like, oh shit, hide everybody. And the, the art club president comes to pay him a surprise visit. And you get the explanation as to why she hasn't been around, why nobody else in the club has been around. And you're like, okay, this makes sense. And the club has, president's like, hey, you're not taking this like seriously at all. So I'm going to shut this shit down. And... That's when Nagatoro comes out of like hiding. Is like, no, 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 you can't do this. Like, he's actually worked really hard. Like, anytime he comes to hang out with us and do shit, like he's painting, he's drawing, he's doing something art related. And the student council president is like, fine, we'll do two different art shows for the festival. If he can beat me in the art show, he wins, and you guys can keep your club, and I won't cancel it. And sure shit, he doesn't, he wins on a technicality because the student art principal has got some curves. Yeah. Like she round in the behind in the top. Yeah. We, and we always gave the, the, the she warning. knows it. Yeah. We gave the warning about some other scenes, but these last three episodes, um, you see a lot of the art president, like a lot of her. Yeah. So she she basically had won an art show, like a competition, by drawing a self-portrait that was basically an, an uh, implied nude. Like, you see a butt, not, like, you know, from the complete backside, but, like, the side profile, and then, like, tons of side boobage. And you're like, oh. Tasteful side boobage. How the f- Very tasteful. Um, <laughs> and you're like, oh. How the fuck did she win with this kind of lewd self-portrait? Because it's very well done, apparently. Uh, I mean, you know, it's it's a drawing in a sh- it's a drawing in a drawn show. So that's I mean, take it as you will. Yeah. Um. So they have this competition, and basically, she does another implied nude, but this time even like further, where she it's just a front image of her sitting, legs crossed, arm like against one boob where you can't see anything and then hair covering the other one and so he basically wins on a technicality because the student council president or like student council is like got complaints saying like no you can't like show this off this like there are too many people gawking and you're trying to make all the boys horny is basically what they said and because senpai wants a fair competition he kind of steps in and is like no 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 i want this to be a fair competition while like and they throughout this whole thing the comp- art competition 
the three or four girls they were dressed up as cats and uh nagatoro was dressed up as like the cat superhero so she like they were filming everything and they filmed her room in which you know you do see the degenerate boys gawking over this photo but then you see in the back that there are people who are actually taking it seriously and judging it as art so they try to plead for that and they're like fine you can show it off but because they technically like she technically had her display taken down he wins and that's it they get to continue with their club so that's that that was it and like by the end of it you're like you two nagatoro and senpai y'all should be dating y'all know you like each other y'all are just awkward as fuck when it comes to just revealing your feelings yeah well that was that was what i loved the most about the festival was that like the other episodes you just see their interactions mostly like in a silo because it's normally just them or them and the friend group you don't get to see them actually out interacting with one another with other students and strangers and things like that and so that's what like this festival was hitting on obviously the competition aside which was entertaining enough as is with nagatoro being um i can't remember what the what her name was but it was essentially like she acted as a cat that would actually like harass you and like make fun at you she was like the she's her slogan was like i'm gonna toy with you which i thought was hilarious yeah, they, they they brought it full circle yeah. where it's just like no no uh I the cat name like don't mess with Was me or don't ne- you know Neko don't Toro? toy with me. Neko ne- uh, is not uh, Neko is cat in Japanese I think. But anyway, uh it's it's just it's great to see the interactions evolving between Nagatoro and Senpai in during the school festival because you get to see them more and more in public settings outside of just their friends and how much their relationship has grown, which is, you know, it's, again, it goes back to the whole thing that it's just, it's entirely wholesome show from top to bottom. And it's because it throws you from a a complete loop from the beginning. Cause the beginning you're like, this is just going to be about bullying. (laughs) Like this is just going to involve a girl taking advantage of a, a weaker, but upperclassman boy and just harassing the ever-loving shit out of them. And then it just it keeps taking you for a ride. And you keep seeing all these different character developments. And I just, yeah. Again, another one of those shows yeah. where you just you have to stick through it. Because it, it, it will honestly grab your attention each and every episode with how good it is. Yeah, because that first episode is rough. Oh. Like it is rude in your face and unapologetic. I, I so like I said, I, I actually bought uh, the manga and even reading it is tough. I mean, the art itself, like in in you know two D form, like it's it's rough to read. <laughs> like just yeah. how they are interacting, the language that's being used, the you know how graphic the art is with like trying to like really exemplify the fact that she's like harassing him and really bullying him like it's it's not easy and then obviously seeing it in 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 an anime like actually film form i guess we'd call it is even rougher <laughs> so yeah you, yeah you really have to you have to look beyond the first episode um and if you're listening to this and you haven't watched it obviously you have some insight into how everything evolves but going in blind like you know we did it definitely takes you by surprise, like by episode three, honestly. It's it's a good ride. It's a good ride. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing I do want to add real quick, or two things I want to add. 
Uh, Nagatoro's dressed up, and they call the two cats sidekicks, and I think herself the Toro cats, is what they called them. And then their dance was called the I'll Bully You dance, <laughs> which was just like a little, like simple yeah. side motions, like with little squeezes, and then the other side with like little like hand squeezes, and then like basically Nagatoro being herself throughout the entire season show like of like her picking on senpai like smacking him on top of the head with like the club arms where it's like you know everything is rounded at the end there's no fingers yeah the noodle arms there you go like it's just that essentially so that was just basically like a marketing gimmick to get people to go to his art exhibit but Phenomenal show, really enjoyed it. Really glad I stuck with it after the first couple episodes because yeah, that's that started yeah rough. Speaking of taking you for a ride, oh fuck off! I was trying to think of a transition off the top of my head, and <laughs> you I said I, it, and I, I was, had nothing. Good. You said it, I was about to say it, and then you're like, wait, two more points, and I was like, ah, and I like had to hold yeah. it in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Odd Taxi, what mm. a fucking show! Mm. So that show. So for the listeners, oh for the listeners though, we have to go back a little bit because, like I said, the last two episodes of the podcast, I only talked about Pretty Boy. So we have some catching up to do, but I think we can do it pretty quickly. Um, and I mean, if you want, I can quickly wrap up through it, Frank. Basically, the previous two episodes before this finale episode was essentially setting up every single domino that was going to be falling so you've got the final placements of everything you have the setup for the rob well i guess robbery in essence but the guy who won the lottery ticket he's obviously going to be captured by the porcupine and the polar bear guy um, because they have a whole scheme laid out where they're going to be stealing all of his winnings Um, obviously the taxi driver knows that informs the lottery winner of it beforehand and says hey you're gonna be fine just stick with the plan he's also the taxi driver is also working with one of the police officers the dumber one um because they're twins the, the little brother little diamond the little brother i wouldn't say he's dumb. i don't i wouldn't say he's dumber he's just a little more um unaware yes yeah they they, they portray him as being dumb but yeah he, he definitely yeah. you definitely get to see the better side of he's, him as as the episodes progress he is definitely goofier he is goofier i will say that so you see their interaction and setting up obviously the plan to capture all of the villains of the season you also have the interaction with the taxi driver and the original villain the monkey who his plot is to essentially backstab his counterpart who he's always competing against within the gang to have them actually only steal a tenth of the winnings and him actually steal the remaining 900 uh, million yen, I think. And then yeah. pair up with the taxi driver to go and steal the rest of the money with the older brother or the other twin police officer who's like the evil twin, we'll call him. So you've got yeah. all this set up for the last two episodes. It's 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 chaos. Meanwhile, uh, the taxi driver's doctor is going around to different locations that trying to figure out his the taxi driver's background because he just wants to learn more about the way he is because obviously he's an interesting character and he doesn't have much background beyond the fact that he is an orphan who's a taxi driver and something happened to his parents 
So and then all the shit hits the fan. And let me and I I want to my god to finish the 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 depiction of the dominoes. It's not like you see in the videos where someone pushes one gently and they all fall. It's as if someone like slaps their hands together and the dominoes go shooting off in a bajillion directions and then like one barely falls at the end and then you're like ta-da i did it because this episode was complete and utter chaos from point zero of the episode so it's the last it's the last two episodes that are complete chaos the last episode is the most chaotic the second to last is yeah you described the third to last episode basically all the setup Mm -hmm. the second to last episode is basically the bank heist so dobu the monkey he was like hey i have friends at the bank they're going to put fakes into these dare uh like these aluminum cases or not aluminum but you know these cases your your you know porcupine and polar bear and your buddy that won the lottery they're only going to pick up one case. They're only going to check the one case, and they're going to leave with ten, like ten cases total, only one with one hundred thousand dollars or one hundred million yen in just one of them. Meanwhile, we're going to come up through with a van after them, pick up the nine hundred million yen, and like all of that goes according to plan. The only thing that didn't go according to plan in that part was that somebody was supposed to check a second case when they were getting the money when the polar bear porcupine and dumb shit were getting the not dumb shit well he is a dumb shit for advertising that he won the goddamn lottery the idle fanatic we'll call him yeah the idle fanatic i think he's like a dog of some sort but basically he one of them or the manager dog who wasn't even there one of them was supposed to check another case and see that it was a fraud and then shit was supposed to hit the fan at one point because dobu was going to show up and then all hell breaks loose and then everybody's caught there because the younger brother was going to come and catch them all doesn't happen dobu's plan on the other hand starts to go without fail so they pick up the 100 million yen dobu comes around gets the 900 million takes the van takes it to the parking lot parks it gets into the taxi cab follows the car um that has the just 100 million which is pulled over on the bridge as planned by the older dog brother older police brother and the older police brother is like hey kid you in the back are you sure you should be here like these people seem sketchy get the fuck out of here kid i'll i'll give you your shit later like i'll let me deal with these guys so he's like okay i gotta search the car etc there there was a report of a robbery and you guys match the description so they open up the one case they see that it's like money he's like "Ooh, okay interesting keeps it in the car then takes another case out sees that it's a fake the two bad guys start freaking the fuck out and so the police officer is like okay let me see you in my car let's talk while they're talking dobu comes and sweeps the like other car that has the hundred million in it out from underneath their feet and parks it in the same parking lot as the black van that has the hundred thousand or no the taxi driver maybe he takes it and put yeah yeah he puts it in the same parking lot as the taxi driver puts it in the taxi driver's trunk yep as this happens as they put it away, they turn around and there's fucking scary skull, like batshit, I'm insane guy with a gun. And he's like, okay, 
I'm here for the taxi driver, not you, monkey. Get the fuck out. And the monkey's like, what the fuck? No, no, no. You have my gun. I need that back. And then it's revealed that Dobu, like, Dobu bends over and an eraser falls. Or no, sorry. Taxi driver bends over and an eraser falls out. It's the eraser that the kid bought when he was for like 100,000 yen with his parents' money that got his ass beat. That start was part of this gambling addiction that he had. And he's like, where the fuck did you get that eraser? That's one of one. Where'd you get it? I lost that. Like, I should have gotten it in the mail and I never got it. He's like, oh, this guy, Dobu, he gave it to me. And then he, like, all attention on Dobu. Like, where the fuck did you get this? What's your, what's your, like, did you ever do bidding sites? Did you do this? Did you play Zootopia thing? Whatever. And Dobu's like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Yada, yada, yada. And then the taxi driver's like, dude, if you don't have this, like, because the kid's like, Show me your phone. I want to see your phone. I want to see that this this game is not installed on your phone. If it isn't installed, you're clear. If it is installed, I'm going to fucking kill you because I'm crazy. So Taxi Driver's like, dude, just show me your fucking phone. And that's when Dobu's like, oh, yeah, I did play this game. And, yeah, that is my username. And Homeboy just gets shot. And you think that it's, well, we can get to this later. You think that it is the kid with the revolver because he pulls the trigger and Dobu gets shot. And then the guy who's just pulled the trigger just thinks he shot, like, shot a person and realizes, oh, shit, I shot someone and fucking bolts. He gets the hell out of there. Dobu's lying bleeding on the ground and taxi driver's like, there are police coming. I'm a bounce. Yeah, he's like, See you kind of deserve this. So he does the, the the classic move that he's done the last couple of episodes, where like he's in a tense situation, he's freaking the fuck out, and then it gets resolved and he's uninjured, and then he just goes, "Justice served," and then like runs away. Like that's been his kind of classic move for the last few episodes. But yeah, it yeah. it's it's insane where we left off in the previous previous episode. And then how fast we get into it in the finale episode, because yeah. essentially so, we're so, to round. Yeah, yeah, no, go for it, go, go for, for it. it. I was gonna say to round out that episode because it doesn't end there when the taxi driver is like, "Oh, there's police." I realize it's not police; it is fucking homeboy, the porcupine, uh, polar bear, and porcupine yep. that beat the shit, the ever living shit out of the cop, the like older brother cop who was in on all the shit. They beat the ever-living shit out of him, steal his cop car. Taxi driver sees it's them, is like, yeah, Dobu, like, somebody will be here for you, I'm sure. Somebody heard the gunshot, somebody called. I gotta bounce because I don't want to die. So he gets in his taxi cab and bolts. And that's where the episode really ends, and the series slash series finale starts. And And motherfucker. Yeah. Imagine. Oh my god. Imagine starting an episode off with a high-speed chase, but that being, like, the least crazy thing in the episode, by far. That was the most tame thing. Oh, that yeah. That was the no, most yeah. it was, tame it thing. It was pretty much normal, like, pr- like straightforward, easygoing, compared to all the other stuff that happened. So, I don't know if, if you want a tag team on everything, because it's a lot to get through. Uh, I'll go with... Yeah, you started off, and then I'll go to where they launch. Okay, so, so the beginning of the episode, we we again, it's it's the car chase that happened at the end of the previous previous episode. But again, that's not the focal point. 
we get this backstory of our taxi driver and it's actually him narrating as a child and we're like oh shit we're actually getting backstory from the taxi driver huh okay it's insane so his childhood is basically wrought with all of this turmoil and just absolute shit from day one. His dad is a cheating monster who's a drunk, but is nice to the taxi driver as a kid, gives him uh, an animal book and takes him to the zoo a bunch while he's going. Animal encyclopedia. Yes, thank you. And and takes him to the zoo a lot when he when his you know he's off having fun with his mistress. Uh, his mom constantly crying at home is distraught most of the time because of their marriage. Taxi driver is bullied and picked on at school because of the way he looks and how he acts. We basically get to the bottom of everything that he's really unable to communicate and interact with humans. He's better off interacting with and associating himself with animals and then that's what that's where that's like right before this you hear the word human once and you're like wait a second what yeah in case you guys weren't listening as i just said yeah human so you get you tip you, you get a tip there and we find out that well we find out a couple of things all at once so at one point his mom sort of snaps takes his dad who is drunk and passed out into the car the taxi driver into the car he's talking about how it's the first time he's ever ridden in a car at night how cool it is and bang he wakes up in a hospital next thing he knows he's in a hospital his mom drove off into the water parents are gone he was rescued somehow but the last thing he remembers is just being in the car at night he doesn't even remember the crash and then we get even crazier to the point where we find out that they're not animals. This whole time, the, the, this whole show has been the just animals. Like, it's sort of been a norm from the start that we exist in a world where everyone's just an animal. Not unnatural for animes. That's just his world. He's been... After the accident, he was essentially just completely devastated like like brain the psychologically completely uttered like useless and to the point where he his only way to actually go about living in society is to view people and see people as animals that's his only way he can actually cope with everything that's happened in his life because he can associate and have interactions with animals so if he can picture people as animals and make create them into these different beings to where he knows he's not actually talking to a human but rather an animal then he can actually go about his life and that's what he did after the accident so we find out that it's always been humans it's been humans from the start this is all just in his head he's created this world where everyone is an animal and then it gets even crazier from there like do you want to continue it on and finish off with uh, what happens um, afterwards? One thing I do, one thing I do want to know, uh, note in here is that uh, the brain trauma that he had was an actual um, disease, or not disease, but an actual condition. Like, it has a name to it. Yeah, condition. Thank you. In which 
it's not that he just sees humans and like, oh, they look like an animal. He's now an animal. He doesn't know what's in front of him. If it's what is in front of him is real or not. And so his mind literally transforms everything into animals. Yeah. So it's not just a matter of like, oh, I think they look like this. That's what they are. It is like, what the fuck am I looking at? You kind of look like an animal. No, you are an animal. So like ever, and he himself views himself as a walrus. And he was like, yep, everybody's an animal, including me. Yeah. This is a great life now. I don't have to look at fucking humans and interact with humans anymore. Yeah. It, that is all I wanted to add to that real quick. Yeah, because there's a, it's a scene that's very heart-wrenching, too, where he like he's in the hospital and he kind of gets up and he's seeing like all these lawyers, I think, talk with his other family members. And he's like, this is a grown-up conversation. And you see them change from humans into animals. And you realize, like, at this point, this is when his condition is setting in to the point where now, yeah, he, he doesn't really can't differentiate between what's reality versus what reality he's creating. And then it just obviously from there, I think in the show, he's in present time, he's around 43. So we're talking 25 plus years of him doing this. And at this point, it's just habit. It's it's like it's just subconsciously him creating these you know based on because of his condition these animals based off of human facial features and human physique and everything and yeah it's it's very terrifying to learn about first off so then after all of this backstory we flash back to the end of the chase which unsurprisingly leads to him flying off of a unfinished bridge into the water and here is my favorite part of the fucking episode this like the visual like i have chills just like thinking about this like all my hairs are just standing up the absolute symbolism in just this scene is insane so throughout this story we've said every single non like character you don't think is important is important all happen to somehow be at this river or like that like they the taxi's plunging itself quickly into Mm -hmm. and they're all there for different reasons um homeboy with the gun will start there so first off he's flying off the bridge money is coming out of his trunk because he kept getting rear-ended and it's literally the scene from et with the bicycles in front of the moon it's fantastic it's great (laughs) and then you have all the characters that are around the river, it shows why they're there and what their attachment to things falling in water are. So you get homeboy who, it, like, they're all there for different reasons again. So the guy who stole the revolver and shot Dobu, he's there because he's about to jump off a bridge and fucking kill himself because he's like, he can't live with himself. And you see, uh, from there, you see... Uh, Fuck, what is his thing, that object that falls in the water? His phone. Oh, it's the his gotcha cell phone. Pond. Yeah, yeah. His cell phone. So, like, the reason he went insane and everything, because it was his cell phone, like, that was his meaning of life, like, that was his, like, tether. You see his cell phone drop in water, then it switches to the next character, which was the, um, we're gonna say that there's three band members, there's the black cat, who was the replacement, there's the orangish dog cat thing, Calico I don't remember cat. what animal she is. Yeah, who's poor, and then you have the white dog who just is, like, covered up the murder. Mm-hmm. So, 
we don't get the the we don't get the black cat here. I'm not like we don't get her here. We'll talk about her later. I think we do, don't we? We get. I don't remember if we do. I, th- I don't think we. Yeah, oh no no no. Okay, sorry. Let's let's rewind before all the things start dropping in water. You get a fl- like she's there by the bridge seeing all this. I don't think she has anything drop in water. I think it's like actually chicken a- falling into the oil. I think that was hers because she loves popcorn chicken. Shit, you're right. Okay, so basically you get a little tiny backstory on her in which her mom is a single mom. All her dreams have just disappeared and vanished, and she's like, you're an attractive young girl. Make your dreams come true no matter the cost. And then you see the chicken hit the oil. You get the you know the guy the, with the cell phone hit the water. Mm-hmm. Then you get the calico cat, the oranges cat. You get a little backstory with her in which she is like grew up poor went to school everybody teased her for being poor and all she dreamed of was being rich and being able to take a nice relaxing bath in just a giant bathtub and then you see a little thing of soap drop in a bathtub boom then you get the fucking dog the white dog in the band and she's just kind of like in awe like what the fuck is going on with this taxi cab and all of a sudden, you get the body bag of her previous co, like you know, uh, co-star, dropped in the water. Mm-hmm. So like, and then it moves on to the comedians, the two, like the warthog and the giraffe, and they're having an argument and everything else. And the giraffe is not facing the river, so he can't see anything. And the warthog is begging and pleading this guy to stay as his partner. And he's, like, mid-explanation, and he sees the car fucking falling, he's like, you're serious, are you fucking with me? I'm being interrupted by a goddamn car, and then the car hits the water. But before it hits the water, you see the taxi driver kind of, like, close his eyes like, oh, I've been in this situation before, and that's when you know his mom fucking tried to murder-suicide the family. Yeah, And... Car starts sinking, uh, the uh, alpaca, like, the car is at the bottom, actually, of the river, and the alpaca somehow swims all the way down there and opens the door and pulls him out and brings him to land. She's a goddamn superhero with her capoeira. Fucking, yeah, seriously, just MVP. Um, The next thing you know, after you get all of this exposition about everybody's backstories and everything else, you get the kind of just explanation of what happens to everybody from here. And you get, first off, you start with a taxi driver who's in the ambulance. He's like with the, the doctor and the alpaca, but now they're humans. And the doctor says, what do I look like to you? And he said, a human. And then the girl pitches in the alpaca and she's like, what do I look like to you? Doesn't answer, looks at the doctor and says, you're really pretty. Yeah, <laughs> which is a really cute interaction. And he, the doctor makes yeah, a comment. Doctor, he's like, oh, you still can't talk to girls, I see. And they're like, ha, ha, ha. Meanwhile, he's like, you know, I was just ha, at the ha, bottom ha. of a river. But Yeah. <laughs> God. And then, and then it goes to a scene where they're in the hospital, and it's more kind of just like people coming in and out, in and out. Um, in which you go, go, go. everyone interacting as their character 
So you're able to associate the human character with their animal character. So like for instance, the taxi driver's best friend, the monkey, one of the the one of the bajillion monkeys apparently, um who yeah. tr- you know took out loans and whatever, like he's shown getting, you know, c- getting rid of his debt by working in some sort of construction job. Construction. Yeah. Yeah. You see obviously Dobu, the the villain monkey, he's in jail. Well, he originally he's in the hospital, then he's in jail. You see the one of the uh, the twin police officer, the the younger one, go and actually see Dobu and make fun of him. Um, and spoiler, uh, the part that you were hinting at before, we learn out that the younger cop was actually the one that shot Dobu. Surprise! He was the one yeah, that did he it. He shot him to protect. Like he shot him to protect everybody. Essentially, yeah. and he gets in a lot of trouble. But before, like before, you find out it's the little brother and he does the shooting. The little brother enters the room and is like, don't worry, I'll get you out of here, impersonating his older brother. Dobu flips over like, are you sure? Like, are you kidding me? He's like, nah, it's just me, the little stupid brother. (laughs) It was a perfect interaction. But it's great how it lays it out because you're able to actually, like, you you know which character is which based on, obviously, their backstory and their personality, but also you see kind of the facial features that made them into the animal figures that we were seeing through the taxi driver's eyes all fine and dandy happy ending our taxi driver gets out of the hospital he's chilling in his car everything plays out perfectly the villains are in prison the people go about their normal lives now but then we get the twist ending so we see this girl walking down the street with a pen and she's talking on the phone and you don't really know who it is. It might just be some random character that they might be introducing for the next season. Who knows? We don't know. But you hear the conversation, and she's talking about how you know she's an idol. She started off solo. It wasn't good enough. She has to go into the trio. She had to kill that person. You know, She wants to do it for her mom. And you kind of do a double take. You're like, wait, kill that person? It cuts to the girl killing the original member of the idol group. And you're like, wait, hang on, hold a second. Then it cut the replacement. Then it cuts to her talking to her mom still about chicken. And you're like, Oh, it's, it's that girl. Wait, it's the replacement for the idol group. And then the kicker of it all, our taxi driver gets a knock on the window and she finishes up her call by saying, there's one last thing I got to do in order to make my dreams come do- true. There's one last thing I got to do. I got to find the original taxi. Yes. And I think I just found it. And you're like, oh my God. No. So she knocks. He goes, where are you heading? And she just sits there, cocks her head to the side and just laughs. And then we get and that, a dark and screen. And that's it. And end scene like n- n- no yeah <sighs> that is way too much to leave off on but holy hell what a ride it's been what a ride are you fucking like are oh my god so first off there there are so many plot twists in this fucking thing that I did not see coming. So I definitely thought the parents were mafia and they got killed off and it's like, oh, we forgot to kill the son, whatever. Yeah. The fact that it was a murder-suicide did not call that, which this makes sense as to why he's socially just, you know, 
kind of fucked. Oh yeah, in the head. Like he's got a lot of trauma, and this makes sense. So first, first twist is there. Second twist is finding out that everybody's a human. Yep. Like that. I mean, did that not threw me see off. That coming. That totally. Threw I me off. like because when I heard when I heard the term human, I was sitting in bed. Sam was like about to pass out, fall asleep. Sam being my girlfriend, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Like I paused the show and I rewound it. I was like, did they just say human? No, 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 oh, no, yeah. no, no. Everybody's an animal. And I rewound it, saw human. I was like, oh shit. Mine was comedy style. No. Like mine was comedy style. I was eating lunch and essentially just had food in my mouth and like had food fall off out of my mouth. And I was like, what? Wait, human? And then yeah. it just it, everything spiraled out of control from there. But yeah, there. And then that that last ending scene with the fucking the replacement the replacement idol was just like yeah I wasn't good enough to make this group so I had to get rid of the person who took my place so I could take her place just, and make it big but we had been hitting on and it. just like you see you see her yeah like they they show just like a snippet of her literally like choking her out pretty much knee knee on the back of the neck with rope just fucking tight as a tiger i don't know yeah <laughs> just you're like oh yeah oh she did it well because like i it, it it took me a while to think back i was like now that i think about it they never explained the death and they threw so much at you that you completely forget yeah who the fuck killed this person well and that's what we had been hitting on for weeks was that like there's there's so many stories happening at once there's so much involvement with all of these characters that at some point it all has to conclude. It all has to end, and we've we've slowly been hitting on a few of them, but then this final episode, you just you realize how many mysteries are solved. We didn't even talk about the other mystery. What the fuck was in the taxi driver's closet? And your boy Ooh, magically yeah. average was correct. It was just a cat. But the terrifying thing about it was that the taxi driver walks into his apartment and just stares at the closet door. And it's just, there's no music, no sound, no nothing. And then you see a cat come out and the taxi driver's like, oh, oh, thank God, it's just a cat. And then it cuts to the next scene. And you think, okay, not much of it. But then you realize this dude's been seeing people as animals this, like, for the last like 30 years. He literally and he did not. an animal. He did not know if that was in fact a cat or a human. And we had talked about this previously too, the implications of this as well, because like when we're first introduced to this whole closet debacle in like episode one or two, the taxi driver never actually responds directly when people ask him what's in his closet. He's either, he either doesn't answer and it just cuts to the next scene or something else happens that distracts the person and they don't actually get an answer. It's not until this last episode where we actually realize he literally had no clue what was in his closet. And that yeah. terrified me too. And then it was the, all like, sigh of relief when it was yeah. just a cat. Well, it's funny too because I but remember like... watching it and I was like, it's a cat. Yeah, my theory was correct. And then I had this, uh, like, the realization, like, oh, that is so dark. He had literally no clue what the fuck was in there. That is, 
Yeah. That is absolute horror. And, like, because he, he thought, for all intents and purposes, he thought it was the idol girl because yeah. it was a black cat. Yeah. No, he, I mean. So when, like, when they find the body on the news in one of the previous episodes and the, he's like, that's not the real one. Because the real, like, he's just thinking to himself, the real one's probably in my fucking closet. Yeah. Right which, because at the time. up, he picked up the idol girl from the murder scene. So many layers. Which is why. Which is why the girl at the very end's like, I gotta find the original taxi driver or the taxi cab. Because he's the only motherfucker that can pin her to the murder scene. Everybody else has gotten like blamed for the murder except for her. So she's like, Alright, last tight like last loose end, let's wrap this up. Goodbye, taxi driver, and it just ends on that smile and you're like, Oh, that bitch gonna murder him. Yeah. It's so and it's like just as his life like he went through another traumatic experience but for like not necessarily the better but like it helps him with his issues like he now is like okay i'm now comfortable talking with people after all the shit i just went through yeah and like reliving my past and learning what my past was because again when he hits the water in the taxi cab he's like oh yeah my parents are dead because this happened when i was a child right so like yeah and we just, we also get into it with the fact that like he i think he realizes too that he has a support group around him like he has people that actually yeah. care about him because his whole childhood we got this sense that no one cared about him his parents his, he didn't oh. have friends nothing but now he has the alpaca and the you know the, the gorilla and his his close friend the monkey too like he has people that actually do care about him and would be sad if he died and i think he has that realization when he's in the water like he actually he doesn't want to die he doesn't want this to be where it ends because this is essentially where everything in his life changed when it, his mom drove off into the river and yeah, yeah we finally get to see his life turn around he can sleep finally you know he's not having his chronic pain anymore he's in a good spot and then the bitch shows up and you're left yeah. with the worst feeling in the world when that screen goes black. Oh that, my gosh. That ending was just as gut wrenching or just as like, you're like, oh no, as almost like the ending for uh, Inception where you just see the ring just spinning and you don't know if he's in real life oh, yeah. or not. It's just like, oh no. Yeah. But the there's one last thing I want to talk about this show. Before we wrap everything up, because we're not going to talk about My Hero tonight, and we're not going to talk about Tokyo Revengers. We may touch upon them next week, but that I'll tell you about that later. The last thing that we actually find out in this episode uh, that we did not cover on this is who was supporting him as a kid. Because, you know, oh, yes. he like had fundraising through a company. So when he's in the hospital, the guy who won the lottery is like, oh, yeah, by the way, here's all the lottery winnings. Like... I'm going to let you, like, there must be something you want to do with the money. You just went through all this shit. Take it. Take it. And he's like, okay, there is one thing that I know. So he goes back to the sauna where he's been a couple times in the in the season or, you know, in the show. And in the sauna is the big old guy with the tattoos, like the, tri- not triad, but like the Yakuza tattoos. Mm-hmm. And they're just sitting there talking. And the light bulb goes off because taxi driver starts talking. He's like, hey, I know you're the boss. What was your one rule? Because every time that you talk to the mobsters, the porcupine, the polar bear, Dobu, the monkey, 
It was like, okay, we have one rule. Like, our boss has given us one rule. And the guy, like, the boss is like, okay, so you've caught on. You know who I am. And he's like, the one rule is no killing. Nobody dies. And the taxi driver's like, well, while you may have caused a lot of people pain, anguish, and, like, trouble, you've also helped a shit ton of people in the process because he was using the money that everybody was giving him as kind of a charity to orphan children to give them housing and everything else. So he saved a lot of orphans with all these all this dirty money. So, in the end, the taxi driver gives him a locker key and says, there's $100 million in this locker. Do with it as you will. And, like, well, even before then, he was like, hey, like, or no, actually, sorry, I lost my train of thought there. Gives him the locker key. There's money in there. Oh, I was going to say that the triad guy, he was going to, he was said a throwaway line like, oh, I'm going to retire. And instead of retiring, he's like, no, here's a locker full of money. Go help more people. Yeah. But it's so fucking weird that it comes full circle that it's like this money that they went through, like that the bad guys went through so much trouble to try and steal ends up in his hands anyways. Yep. But it's just like, puts oh, it all, so this is how he was funded. Puts it all into perspective. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a nice message. It, it, it wraps up the whole feeling that everything is going to turn around for the taxi driver after the accident. Like, it, it, it puts it a really nice bow on top. Because you see, like you said, you see everything finally come to an end. You get closure. You have the great feeling. Everything's fine and dandy. And then you just... And then... Uh, and then... And I will have nightmares. Millhouse. I <laughs> everything's looking. Yeah, I will have nightmares about that final scene until just that little <laughs> like head cock just la- oh man. And when I say like the screen goes dark, I mean like because the credits are somewhat going as the the ending scenes go about. You don't get an ending song. You don't get ending credit. You just get black screen nothingness. You. You kind of get an end, so you get an ending song as the credits is going, and at like as the girl is talking on the cell phone. But as soon as you hear the knock on the taxi door, because like it's the the intro song is playing during the credits. Yeah, yeah. So as soon as the girl knocks on the door of the taxi, song instantly abruptly cuts like mid beat or something. You're like, this isn't right. This does not feel right. Like the, the mood that they set is just. Oh, it's no, it's, oh, it's, it's perfect. It's perfect, and yet it's I hate perf- it. It's perfectly haunting. Yep. It's, yeah. God. Uh, <laughs> what I would do, what I would do to, like, memory wipe myself and go watch that show again, just from start to finish. I, I mean, I'm just, Not I'm going to rewatch like, it just so that I can make sure I caught everything, because I still feel like I didn't catch yeah, everything. Yeah, I, I rewatched the last episode twice in the same night. Like, it was, like, 11 p.m., and I just was like, there's no way I'm going to sleep. I'm rewatching this again. God, it was so good. It was so fucking good. Definitely top show but for the season. This is my top show of the year. Like previously, it was uh, Wonder Egg Priority, which the last episode just aired, so I need to go watch it. But we'll see which one takes the cake. But as of right now, I got to give Odd Taxi my favorite show of the year. Like it's it was so it's stellar, meticulously written. It was meticulously written and perfectly executed. Yes. Couldn't so, have said it better. It, it's, yeah. And um, we'll end on that note. 
I do want to say next week we will possibly be talking about the shows that are continuing if we do we're just gonna hint on them just a tiny tiny bit because we are going to take a deep dive as to what shows are airing in summer 2021 so um we're doing our homework this week we're gonna come back next week with a list of shows we want to watch i already know that there's one show i really want to watch which comes out this weekend uh which i was very shocked to learn that it was this weekend it's a show called remain it's about water polo. I Sports anime to me is just hit and miss. I played water polo for eight years. I'm excited to see this done and to see if it's like as brutal as the sport actually is or if it's just like, yay, we're in the water, woo, which I kind of have a feeling it is. Yeah. So nonetheless. Yeah. Nonetheless, I'm excited. But yeah, next week we'll be talking about summer 2021 anime and potentially just what's continuing. Um so yeah, thank you for joining us this week. If you want to talk to us in a more direct manner and get in on the conversation, uh, we now have a Discord. Please come join us. Have some fun. We don't bite too much. We just nibble. Anywho, uh, any and all feedback, love it. We need it. We encourage it, positive, negative, all the above. Uh, you can email us at uh, podcast at gmail.com or just send us a really, really mean tweet at podcast on Twitter. But until next time, Spark Triumph, we'll see you then. Take care. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Back up. Back up. Back up.